In the third John chapter one, verse two, we're entitled tonight's series, Prosperity is Real. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's putting us on the inside of us for our day and time and this hour in the name and authority of Jesus. Amen. Because he's preparing us for something. Come on. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Come on. Say, I'm being prepared. I'm being prepared. Come on. Are you receiving this? Amen. Once again, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. What's he say here? Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest what? Prosper and be in hell. Come on, do you believe this is the Lord talking to us? Amen. Yes, again. Do you believe this is the Lord talking to us? Should we take it personally and directly? Amen. Did he just tell us that he wishes or desires above all things that we would prosper? Come on, did he just tell us that he wishes and desires above all things that we would be healthy? Isn't that what he said? See, if we just read this alone and we really believe it, it would make you happy. Say it again. It would make you happy. Amen. Amen. What What will make me happy? That the God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, desires above all things for me to be rich and for me to be healthy so I can enjoy my riches. (laughs) Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, say out loud, it is his will for me to prosper. It It is his will for me to be in health. Come on, say it again. It is his will for me to prosper. It is his will for me to be in hell. Come on, I need everybody to say it because, because why? If you don't say it, you're ignoring and resisting the Bible. Come on, say it loud again. It is his will for me to prosper. It is his will for me to be in hell. Hallelujah. See, it is his will, so get it settled once and for all. So that you're not questioning it. You're not doubting it. Come on, say amen, somebody. You're not wavering about it. Come on. You are convinced and you are fully persuaded. Come on, that it is his will for me to prosper and it is his will for me to be healthy. And now he tells us how it's going to happen. We're going to prosper and we're going to be healthy even as our what? Even as our soul prosper. Well, the question is, what's going to prosper our soul? The word. Somebody say word. Thank God for his word. Why? The Bible says his word is life to those that find it and help to all their flesh. Ain't that what the Bible says? His word does what? His word feeds our spirit. Come on, say amen, somebody. So we have to quit thinking poor. Quit talking poor. Quit acting poor. Because as we know, prosperity doesn't start in your bank account. And prosperity doesn't start in your wallet or your pocketbook. Come on, say amen, somebody. Where does prosperity start? In your soul. You were doing good, Maggie, for a minute there. <laughs> you were getting an A. <laughs> where, does it, where does it start? 
in your soul. Come on, say in my soul. Because when you prosper in your soul, you begin to see yourself blessed. You begin to see yourself prosperous. Come on, you think blessed. You plan to do things that blessed people do. Let me say it again. You plan to do things that blessed people do. You expect to increase. You expect to be rich. You expect your children to be rich. Come on, richer than you, and you expect their children to be richer than them. Why? So that's how you're going to prosper where? On the outside. It's going to be as your soul prospers. And once again, God is not opposed to his children being rich. He's opposed to them being selfish, covetous, and greedy. Come on, say amen, somebody. So we've been looking at witness after witness after witness, amen, because the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is what? Established. And we saw as a witness the names of God. One was El Shaddai, and it revealed God's nature, his character, and his will. And it means our total source of supply. We've seen where God revealed himself to Abram as Jehovah Jireh. Come on. The God that sees ahead and provides the supply. Somebody say, my God supplies all my need. Amen. And we couldn't find any poverty and we couldn't find any lack in those two names. Come on, say amen, somebody. Then we begin to ask other witnesses like Abraham was a witness. Isaac was a witness. Jacob was a witness. Then we found out Joseph was a witness. Amen. We found out that they knew a God that blessed them. And made them rich beyond what they ever expected. Come on. Now, how many people believe that God never changes? A couple of y'all. How many people believe God never changes? So let's get back to what we were talking about last week. We were talking about our covenant with God. And we found that our covenant includes material prosperity. Let me say it again. Our covenant includes material prosperity. And we saw scripture after scripture. We seen situation after situation. But we need to see it again to make sure it's established in our hearts and in our what? Souls. Go with me to Galatians 3, 6. Galatians chapter 3, verse 6. Let's remind ourselves about the covenant, what it is, what it includes, what it does not. Whose is it? Now, if you want to get excited tonight, just go ahead. Why? Because when you get excited about what's going on in the word, that's evidence that you believe it and you receive it. Let me say that again. When you get excited, that's evidence that you believe it and you receive it. Because why? Because you can't believe the word of God and stay depressed. (laughs) There's no way. (laughs) Amen. So get ready to get excited. Tell your neighbor, get ready to get excited. Glory to God. Look at verse 6. Are you there yet? Galatians 3, 6. 
Even as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness, know you therefore that they which are of faith, who are they? It's us. They which are of faith, we are those that are of faith, the same are the what? The same are the what? Children of who? Of Abraham. Verse 8, and the scripture foreseen that God would justify the heathen through what? Faith. Preach the gospel, preached before the gospel unto Abram, saying, And thee shall all the nations be blessed. Now we've talked about the blessing and how we've been how we've been blessed, and we have that same blessing. Come on, are you blessed of God? Amen. Are you blessed of God? Amen. Well, think about it. If you're blessed of God, think about it. If you're blessed of God, people should be able to see it in your eyes. They should be able to see it in your joy. I got a couple amens. They should be able to see it in your peace. And in in a victorious life. But guess what? They should also be able to see it in the way you live. And how you conduct yourself. And the stuff that you have. I'm talking about the things that you can do material and physically. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Amen. You have to understand this. Do you understand this? See, so many people, to so many people, listen, God's not real to them. Because they don't discern spiritual things. Amen. Amen. And you understand what I'm talking about when I'm talking about what I I just made made a statement of. When you, people should be able to see it. People should be able to what? See it in your eyes. See it how you conduct yourself and the stuff that you have. Come on. They should see it in your joy, see it in your peace, in your victorious life. Come on, say amen, somebody. And once again, to so many people, God's not real to them because why? They don't discern spiritual things. And understand this, all they see is natural things. So if they don't see anything natural, it's not going to wake them up that there's something more there spiritually. Why? Because God uses the natural to make people aware of the spiritual. Let me say it again. God uses the natural to make people aware of the what? Of the spiritual. Think about it. When Jesus walked the earth, he healed people. It was something people could see of the blessing of God. Come on. He fed the multitude. It was something people could see. See, he hasn't changed. Why? Because there's no better way to do it. Amen? So let's keep reading. He said, in these shall all the what? Nations be what? Blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Somebody say, that's me. Come on, that's you. We're blessed. Say out loud, I'm blessed. Say out loud, I'm blessed. Now, what blessing is this? It's the blessing that God gave to Abraham, and it applies, he says here, to all his children. We are one of his children. Are you one of his children? Come on, are you one of his children? Well, listen to me now. 
So we can say we are just as blessed as Abraham. Let me say it again. We are just as blessed as Abraham. Why? It's the same blessing. Somebody say same blessing. Go down to verse 13. Christ has what? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, most people that read this, it doesn't mean that much to them because why? They don't even know what it is. They don't know what the curse of the law is. Come on, say amen, somebody. So they don't know what they've been set free from. And the devil loves that. Let me say it again. And the devil loves that. Because why? He's a lawbreaker. And what he's doing in the earth, he's not doing it because he has a lawful right to do it, folks. Come on, he's a lawbreaker. He's a killer. He's a liar. Come on. He's a thief. And the Christians that he's holding in bondage, the Christians that he's stripping, the Christians that he's killing and robbing and destroying, he's not doing that because that's the will of God. Come on. He's doing that because people don't know what's theirs. Let me say it again. He's doing that because people don't know what's theirs. They don't know what belongs to them. They don't know what they've been redeemed from. Amen. See, you have to know who you are and what rights you have. Tell your neighbor, you got to know who you are and what rights you have. And what's been happening to Christians is he's been beating them down, destroying them, stripping them, scourging them, robbing them, and people just take it. And they take it. And they take it. And they sit up there and say, well, it must be the Lord's will. That's what they say. But when people speak up, when people speak up and say, hey, wait a minute. I'm a child of God. I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm the blessed of the Almighty. And I've been redeemed from this. And you resist the devil. And when you resist the devil, what does the devil, what does the Bible tell you he will do? He will flee from you and he will leave you alone. Come on. It's no wonder why so much bad stuff has happened to the people of God, folks. And I guarantee you there are people all over that if you ask them, what is the curse of the law? Come on. All they can tell you is there's something in the Old Testament. <laughs> some, some, some bad stuff's supposed to happen in the Old Testament. That's all I know the curse of the law is. Come on. But what we're reading in Galatians is in the, in the what? It's in the New Testament. See, you see, if you don't know what you've been redeemed from, if you don't know that you don't have to have what you don't have to have, come on, then you're going to put up with stuff that you don't have to have. Come on, if you don't know what belongs to you, then you're not going to enjoy what belongs to you. Come on, are you with me out here? 
So we're going to find out what I've been redeemed from. What belongs to me. Come on, can you confess, can you confess that you're a child of God? Can you confess that you're a child of Abraham? Come on, are you a child of faith? Come on, say, I am the anointed one. Come on, say, I am the anointed one. So that means, guess what? Since you're an anointed one and you're a child of faith and you're a child of Abraham, that means you have rights. And some of y'all on your job, you're a stickler for your rights. Come on, you'll be in the boss's face. I have a right to get a lunch break. <laughs> How dare you take my lunch break? <laughs> Come on. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Well, guess what? You have rights with God. Amen. And sometimes you need to tell the devil, I have rights. I ain't got to put up with this. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. And a big part of those rights is you have been redeemed from the curse of the law. You have been redeemed from the what? Curse of the law. Why? 13. Christ hath, past tense, has what? That means he took our place. He took our place. Has redeemed us from the what? Curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that what? Hang up on a tree. Come on, say, No more curse for me. Come on, say, No more curse for me. Come on, say, He took that curse for me. Come on, say it again. He took that curse for me. Well, the question is, Why did He do it? Verse 14. Why did he take the curse from me? Why did he hang on that tree for me? Then why aren't we living it? Why aren't we living it? We're quick to say, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. He died so that I can go to heaven. He hung on that tree, so I'm healed. Wait a minute. Prosperity? What? My pastor. That tree for me to be written? Oh, no. Wait a minute. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hang up on the tree. Why did he do it? So that the blessing, so that the what? Blessing of who? Abraham might what? Come on the Gentiles. Who's the Gentiles? Us. Through who? Through who? Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through what? Faith. Another question is, why did God give us the Holy Spirit? Why did he give us the Holy Spirit? He gave us the Holy Spirit that we might know. Matter of fact, keep a marker there. Hold your place there. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. He gave us the Holy Spirit that we might know. Know what? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. 
Are you there? It says here, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Then he tells us why. That we might know. That we might what? Know. Know what? Know the things that are what? Freely given to us by who? Of God. One of the big jobs of the Holy Spirit is, be, is to what? Is to cause us to find out and understand everything that belongs to us. Why? Because it's a lot. Let me say it's a lot. Why? Freedom belongs to us. Cleansing belongs to us. Righteousness belongs to us. Holiness belongs to us. Power belongs to us. Healing belongs to us. Long life belongs to us. And prosperity belongs to us. Say amen, somebody. And if Abraham got it through the blessing, it's the same blessing, folks. And it belongs to me. Take it, take it right now. Take it right now. Say it belongs to me. Hallelujah. Go back to Galatians 3.15. Someone say it again. It belongs to me. Galatians 3.15. Go back there. Let's keep reading. It says, Brother, and I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but a man's covenant. Now he's talking about covenant. Yet, if it be confirmed, no man disannulled it, or what? Addeth thereto. Now to Abram and his seed, Abram and his seed, Abram and his seed, where the promise is made. He saith not unto the seeds as of many, but as of one, and to that seed which is who? Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 400 years and 30 years after, cannot disannul, that it should make the promise of none effect. For the inheritance be of the law, it is no more promise, but God gave it to Abraham by what? Promise. Listen, this is not just part of the law. Matter of fact, this was before the law. Is before the law, and it persists during the law and after the law throughout eternity. Amen. The blessing is ours. Amen. The blessing is ours. Amen. And someone will ask, "Well, I thought the promise was was to Christ. Well, it is to Christ. Well, then how can it be to us? Because we're in Him. Amen. Are you in Christ? Amen. Come on, then that blessing belongs to you." Listen, he didn't take the curse for himself. He didn't need to try to get the blessing. He did it all for us. Somebody need to stop and just say thank you, Lord, right now. Come on, he did it what? He did it all for us. Matter of fact, and he sums it up in verse 29. Verse 29, he says... And if you be Christ, then are you what? Abraham's seed. Then are you Abraham's seed? Are you in Christ? 
then are you Abraham's seed and heirs, means you're, means, which means you're inheritor, according to the what? Promise. What was the promise? I will bless you and you will be a blessing. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. And in you all the nations of the earth will be blessed. This applies to us. Turn neighbor, this applies to you. Listen, we ought to be so blessed that people around us are blessed. Both spiritually and naturally. So blessed that everybody around us is blessed. You ought to be so blessed that everybody around you, because you live there, they're blessed. You ought to be so blessed that all your friends, everybody you know, everybody you work with on your job are blessed. Come on. Get this in your heart. Tell your neighbor, get this in your heart. Do not be willing to stay broke. (laughs) Do not be willing to stay broke. Come on, say amen, somebody. Now, if you're broke, don't get condemned. Just don't be willing to stay there. (laughs) Come on. And believe God to bless you. Listen to me now. And believe God to bless you until you come up and you look around and there are people wearing your clothes. And there are people driving your cars. And there are people living in houses that you help pay off. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Come on. There are people that are eating off your money. Churches and ministries and missionaries are doing stuff on the money God gave you. Come on, there are TV broadcasts. There are books underwritten through money God has given you. Don't be satisfied until you see these kind of things happening in your life. Tell your neighbor, I'm not going to be satisfied until I can be a blessing. Come on, think about it. You'll look around the church. And you'll see people with clothes that you bought. You'll look around the church and you'll see people that you helped get a car. Or you helped pay off their house. I think I just took myself off. Whatever it is, you help with what God blessed you with. That's true prosperity. Come on. And guess what? You have to have money to do that. You have to be blessed. Listen, you have to be blessed. You have to be blessed above basic survival needs to do stuff like this. Come on. Does the blessing belong to you? Say, yes, I'm blessed. Come on. Say, yes, I'm blessed. Come on. Say, yes, I'm blessed like you mean it. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 5. 
Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 5. We're going to look at the blessing that we've been given. And we're going to look at the curse. Amen. We've been redeemed and delivered from. Say amen, somebody. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 5. Are you there yet? It says, Nevertheless, the Lord thy God would not hearken to Balaam, Balaam, but the Lord thy God turned the curse, who for shikete, turned the curse into a blessing unto thee, unto you, because the Lord thy God, is who he is, and is who I am, I am loved by him. Come on. He turned my curse into a blessing because he loved me. Now, if you keep reading through here, you'll see throughout these couple chapters, he's talking about offerings. Look at Deuteronomy 24, 19. He continues to give them instructions. And in the latter part of this verse in Deuteronomy 24, verse 19, it says... That the Lord thy God may what? Deuteronomy 24, 19, the latter part of the verse. <laughs> I didn't say the top of the verse, that's the latter part of the verse. That the Lord thy God may bless thee and all. Lift up your hand. And all the work of what? Hands. Now, if you keep reading and you get down to Deuteronomy 26, the entire chapter is devoted to first fruits, offerings, and tithing. The whole thing. Amen. He gives them instruction. He says, when you get to the place where God is leading you, the land that flows with milk and honey, he says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to increase you. I'm going to multiply your crops. Your head, your, I'm going to multiply your herds and everything you got. Thank you, Lord. He said, when you get there and the crops come, when you get there and the crops come, in other words, when you get paid, he said, the first thing you do, you take the first fruit of that crop and you bring it before me in the house of God. He said, you take it and put it where I tell you. Now, all of this is leading up to chapter 27 and chapter 28. Come on, say amen, somebody. And if you read this carefully, tithing is more than you just putting in a check. It's something you do with your heart. Why? Because you're honoring God. I'm going to say you're honoring who? God. It's a form of worship, folks. That's what tithing and offering is. But Deuteronomy 26, 16 knows what he said. Deuteronomy 26, verse 16. says, This day the Lord thy God has what? Commanded thee to do these statutes and what? Judgment. Thou shalt therefore keep and do them with all thy what? Heart and all thy what? Soul. With thy heart and soul. Because why? He said, Because you've done these offerings and tithes with all your heart and all your soul to me, he says in verse 17, Thou hast avouched the Lord this day. 
to be thy God and to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgment and to hearken unto his what? Voice. And the Lord and the Lord has about thee to this day to be his what? Peculiar people as he has what? Promised thee that thou should keep all what? Commandments and to make thee high above all the nations which he has made in praise and in name and in honor and thou mayest be a what? A holy people unto the Lord thy God as he has spoken. There are two sides to this thing, folks. Come on, are there two sides, are there two sides to this thing? Time and time again, you read, if you do this, I'll do this. Oh, what if you don't do that? You don't get the other. Hello. See, you have to understand that this is the whole chapter. This whole chapter is on tithing. And this is at the end of that whole chapter on tithing. And a lot of people, they skip all these chapters. And they go straight to chapter 28. Talking about I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed coming out. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Chapter 28 is contingent on what you do in the previous chapters. Amen. 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 <laughs> Let me say that one more time. Chapter 28 is contingent on what you do in the previous chapter. And a bunch of it, a bunch of it deals with tithing and offering and obeying God. So he builds up to this. He says, you do what I'm telling you here. And he's already given them chapters on offering, chapters on gifts, on obeying, and living a clean life, living a holy life. Come on, say amen, somebody. Be apart from the defilements of the world. He said, if you do that, then I'm committing to you that I'm going to bless you more than any other country, more than any other nation in the world. I'm going to bring you up. Then we come to chapter 27. They bring the writing of the law. They set up a group on one side and the other group on another, and they pronounce the curses and the blessing of the law. Right, come on, are you with me out here? Then we get to chapter 28. Chapter 28. Let's read it, 28, verse 1. Chapter 28, verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt what? Hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day. See, you should know what he told us. Come on. It's summed up in the New Testament. We know in the New Testament it's not a matter of keeping the Ten Commandments. It's not a matter of keeping all the statutes and ordinances. Come on, say amen, somebody. It's all summed up. We found out it's all summed up in walking by faith and walking in love. Walking by faith and walking what? In love. So if we do that, he begins to describe the benefit of it here, 
This is what belongs to us because Christ became a curse for us. Amen. Amen. Let me say it again. This is what belongs to us because why? Because Christ became a curse for us so that his blessing will come upon us. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will do what? Set thee high above all what? Nations of the earth. Amen. All the what? Nations of the earth. What's going to happen? And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. He said all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake you or overrun you. Listen. It doesn't hurt when you're run over by the blessing. No pain at all. No hospital visit, no emergency room. Come on, say amen, somebody. Understand this. You don't have to chase stuff. The stuff will chase you. Do you hear me? Why? Because that's the Lord adding to you. He, what do you say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be what? Added unto you. That's the Lord adding to you. It will come on you and overtake you. Some of y'all receive it. Remember I said, if you believe it, you'll be excited about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Once again, that's the Lord. What? Adding to you. It will come over you and what? And overtake you. It will find you, folks. It will find you if you're putting your life or putting God's plan for your life first. It will find you if you're putting God absolutely first in your life. If you're seeking this plan for your life first above everything else. Now think about it. Now listen to this closely now because it sounds kind of self-serving for pastors to speak like this. But you got to put church first. Say it again. You got to put church first. You got to put the things of God first. And see, I for people because I sit there and watch them put everything else before God. <laughs> Business, job, kids, family, everybody before God. Amen. And they don't have time for church. They don't have time to get involved because they're so busy with their kids. They're so busy with their business. And then they say, as soon as I get this, some of this stuff taken care of. I'm going to really get in church and serve God. No, you're not. Come on. Why? Because you're not going to get through. And you're violating the principles of the word of God. Amen. And you don't have the Lord's help to get you through. See, there will always be something 
Why? The devil will see to it that there will always be something that's going to seek that that's going to make you stop from serving God. He's going to see to it that you can't serve God. So something will always come up. There's something will always, there will always be something to do that's going to take your time away from serving God. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. And you got to put God first. And you got to say, I don't care what I have to rearrange. I don't care what my schedule I have to, have to rearrange or what I have to cut out. I'm going to take care of the Lord's business. We will do that. If nothing else gets done, I'm going to take care of the Lord's business. And when you start doing that, the blessings begin to manifest. The problem is Christians are not willing to do that. All right, that's the second phone I heard. Christians, y'all should know, put phones on silent when you come to church. Right. Amen. Christians are not willing to do that. The slightest thing come up. Zoom. Church, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> See if I can hear a pin drop. <laughs> Do that. Now we see why we're not as blessed as we should be. Because that's the hard attitude you have to have, folks. Come on, amen, somebody. Listen, whatever you're doing, whatever you were doing, while you're working for the Lord, it will get taken care of. It will be added to you. That's what the Bible says. Stop running after the new car. Stop running after the promotion. Well, if, they, if I put in a couple hours, maybe they'll see me and give me promotion. So maybe they'll see me and uh, church, I'll be back and I'm trying to get a promotion here, y'all. Come on, say amen, somebody. Stop night and day. How am I going to get this business going? All your mind is on business. See, when you put him first and you're using the bulk of your energies and your thoughts and your time and your resources to find his plan, doing his will and taking care of his stuff, here comes the addition. Here comes the blessing truck. I said, here comes a blessing truck. But y'all's mind's so fixed on the bulk of my energies, the bulk of my time. Y'all, this, y'all the, the blessing truck just went over your head. <laughs> Come on. Here comes the what? Blessing truck. Wow, I didn't know it was coming today. I was just busy working for God, and bam, it ran me over. 
Verse 3. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. I mean, every city you go to, you're blessed. Come on, St. Thomas, you're blessed. And blessed shalt thou be in the field. Come on. When you go in the country, you're blessed. <laughs> Amen. Blessed shall, thou be the, shall be the fruit of thy body. What's the fruit of their body? My children. My children are going to be blessed. My children are blessed. And the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy what? Sheep. Listen, this was their wealth. Their wealth was what? Ground. What they grew out the ground. Their cattle, their kind, their flocks, and their sheep. That was their wealth. That was their livelihood. And this was their business. Come on. Is the blessing over your business? Let me say it again. Is the blessing over your business? Then you ought to speak the blessing over your business and speak the blessing over your workplace. Come on. Don't beg God night and day to bless your business. Let me say it again. Don't beg God night and day to bless your business. Come on, say amen, somebody. Just believe what he told you. Believe it's blessed. Call it blessed. And expect it to come. And expect it to come. Talk this way all day long. That I'm blessed. My business is blessed. I'm going to have so much business, I'm going to have to turn it away. I'm going to have to get somebody to come and help me. I'm going to have to hire some more employees. I am so blessed. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, say I'm so blessed. Verse 5. Bless shall be, shall be thy basket and thy watch store. Well, what would be equivalent to your basket? Your checking account. What would be equivalent to your store? Your saving account. Come on. This would also be your investments. He said, blessed shall be your what? Checking account. Say, my checking account is blessed. I don't care if you only got a diamond there. You better call that thing blessed. Because the blessing will fill it up. Come on, call my say, say my saving account is blessed. Even though it's reading negative zero, 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 zero. But it's still blessed. I'm calling in the blessing. Come on. God can push, have them push a button to put $100,000 in your account. And you call them and say, I don't know where this money coming. Maybe I made a mistake. Well, Miss Miss, we didn't make a mistake. It's your account. It has happened, folks. It has happened. Don't tell me what God can't do. 
Come on, say amen, somebody. Verse 6. Bless. Somebody should be getting excited already. Blessed shalt thou be when thou cometh in. And blessed shalt thou be when thou what? When thou goeth out. Now another translation reads, blessed in your journey and blessed in your coming home. See, in this day and time, guess what? You're either coming in or you're going. So when you're coming, you're blessed. When you're going, you're blessed. The literal Hebrew word blessed means, the literal Hebrew word blessed means endued, come on, or empowered to succeed. Empowered to be a success. Let me say that again. The literal Hebrew word blessed means endued or empowered to succeed. Empowered to be an an be an ex- a success. Listen, there's power, there's anointing, and there's grace in you and on you every time you go out and every time you come in. Let me say that again. There's power. There's anointing. There's grace in you and on you every time you go out and every time you come in. Come on. I got to get you convinced that you are blessed. Why? Because this is your destiny. Glory to God. Verse 7, the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee, what? Seven ways. Come on, this is part of the original blessing of Abraham. When he said, them that bless you will be blessed, and them that curse you will be cursed. You know something? People really shouldn't mess with you. (laughs) They really, really shouldn't mess with you. (laughs) Come on, say amen, somebody. But one of the worst things that a person can do, amen, one of the worst things a person can do has hurt a child of God. But in particular, a person to be successful and genuinely hurting and restricting or limiting a real ministry of God. See, you're going to have to stand before a judgment seat of Christ one day. And everybody, you're going to have to answer for that. Come on, say amen, somebody. If somebody is really effective in preventing people from getting the gospel or shutting down, restricting, or limiting a real church, that's serious business. Say it again. That's serious business. And the Bible says the curse is coming to them. It's committed to them 
and judgment. That's why even though it seems like somebody messed up, you just keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Why? That's between them and the Lord. Your job is just to pray for them. See, blessed people are supposed to bless people, not curse them. Come on, are you a blessed person? Look at verse 8. And the Lord shall what? The Lord shall what? Command. Come on. Does something happen when the Lord commands? Think about that. It says the Lord commands. When the Lord commands, does something happen? Well, it says the Lord commands the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. The Lord commands the blessing in all thou set up thy hands unto. Come on, y'all bypassing the word commands. The Lord commands. Bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Come on, God gave you some land. Guess what? God said, I'm going to bless you in that land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself. As he has sworn unto thee. And there go that if again. If thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see. All the people of the earth should see something. All the people of the earth shall see that you are called of the Lord. Say, I'm called by the name of the Lord. And it says, and they shall be afraid of thee. They should be what? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, you think about it. Amen. I know throughout my life, you know, I've been a little shorter than everybody else. And I've always had big friends. <laughs> For some reason, big friends are always attracted to me. I'm talking about big friends. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Glory to God. So they really didn't see me. They always seen my big friend. <laughs> so they never really mess with me because they were afraid of my big friend. Well, God says all the people of the earth shall see that you are called 
by a big God. And they shall be afraid of thee. See, I have a bigger friend now. <laughs> Glory to God. Say I got a big friend. Go on, say it again. <laughs> Glory to God. Verse 11. And the Lord. Oh, here we go. The Lord shall make thee. Because sometimes we read this too fast. The Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. He ain't talking about spiritual. He's talking about stuff. <laughs> Did he say goods? Is that spiritual? That's stuff. Tell your neighbor that's stuff. He said, I'm going to make you plenteous. Plenty is in what? Stuff. Does God want you to have stuff? Does God want you to have stuff? Does God want you to have stuff? Then he says, in the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the fruit of thy ground, and the land which the Lord swear unto the fathers to give thee, the Lord shall open. Unto you, he said, he said, his. His. Come on, can you picture God's treasure chest? And he says, I'm going to open up to you. His good treasure, the heaven to give the rain into the land in thy season. And then he says, I took, I took a while, I took y'all, took y'all a while to catch on here. I took y'all a while to catch on. I took y'all a while to catch on. It took y'all a while to catch on. Some of y'all still ain't caught on yet. Some of you still like Dennis, you ain't caught on yet? Come on, hey man. Tell that guy in the bald head, is he ain't caught on yet? Come on, tap him on the head, see if he caught on yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know it's on land somewhere. <laughs> he says, The Lord shall open unto, his, unto you his good treasure. Heaven to get around to the land in this season and bless all the work of thine hands and thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow. God's going to take you, listen, God's going to take you from owing to owning. <laughs> Let me say it again. Let me try this side over here. God's going to take you from owing to owning. Okay, let's try this side over here. God's going to take you from owing 
to owning. Hallelujah. Come on. He's taking you from a place of owing and taking, to, taking you to a place where you don't need to borrow. Where you don't need to borrow. Listen, instead of you paying interest, they'll be paying you. Instead of borrowing, you'll be able to lend. That's my blessing. That's my blessing. That's God said. Then he says, the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Thou shall be above only and thou shall not be beneath. Somebody say, I'll take that. Another translation says, you'll always be on top and never underneath. Another one says, you'll always be rising, never falling. Another one says, you'll always be moving up higher and never lowering down. Folks, we're not going back. Let me say it again. We're not going back. We're not going down. We're going up. Come on, we're going up. Come on, we're going higher. We're going better in every good thing. Say, I'm going higher. Say, I'm going to be the head. Come on, listen to me now. There are people in this room or even watching by internet who have never been the head of anything. You've always been under somebody else. Always worked for somebody else. Always serviced somebody else's. But he's going to give you your own. He's going to give you your own. Now, that's if you're faithful to that which is another man's. The Lord said he will give you your own. Say amen, somebody. Listen to me now. Headship is going to be experienced by some people in this room. I'm talking about headship. And it's going to be a new experience for you. It's going to be a new sensation for you. You're going to have to make adjustment because why? It's something you're not used to. Because you've gotten used to somebody always trying to tell you what to do. 
And it's going to be kind of strange but you telling somebody else what to do. It's going to be kind of strange when you say, well, maybe, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to go work today. I own this thing. I don't punch no clock. Wait, 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 what am I thinking here? I'll take lunch breaks when I want to take. Well, wait a minute. That's for some of you in this room. So just close your eyes. Close your eyes. Your heart before the Lord and begin thanking the Master for taking the curse upon Himself and redeeming you from the curse. And He left you with the blessing. Come on, begin to thank Him. Come on, begin to thank Him. Come on, begin to thank Him. Taking that curse from you. And leave me with this blessing that we read. All those blessings that's going to overtake and run you down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, believe Receive it right now. Begin to give God praise. Begin to give God glory. Begin to thank Jesus for being made a curse for you. So that the blessing of Abraham may come on you and run you over. You're blessed in a city. You're blessed in the field. Blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. You're the head and not the tail and above and not beneath. Everything you set your hands unto shall prosper. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. Say, I'm blessed. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. That's why that song says, he's a good, good father. Who is? That's who he is. And I'm loved by him. It's who I am. It's who I am. Hallelujah. And he's perfect in all of his ways. Come on, he's perfect in all of his ways. He's perfect in all of his ways. To He's a good, good